0: What's up, fanboys and fangirls? Welcome back to another episode of What the Fanboy Show. Today, we're reviewing Asteroid City Pick up, baby. with special guest Trevor from uh, a number of podcasts. The one that's you know closest to my heart is the Deconstructing the MCU podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we just talked about an MCU property we did. in our um, TV talk. We talked about... Uh, secret Invasion, which I don't know if we'll get around to doing the TV shows in uh, the MCU, deconstructing the MCU, but if you're curious, kind of what, like, 10, 15 years of uh, retrospect, you know, looking back on those first movies, I think we're up through, at this point, we're up through Civil, Civil War. War. just released, yeah. Yeah. Last week. Uh, we have all those where we go in and we do a deep dive on, you know, what's it? What's it setting? What's the state of the world? How does that affect our viewing of it? Mm-hmm. Um, Box office and numbers, and what else but, came yeah. out that year? Yeah. yeah. There's lots of movies other than MCU movies. It's kind of what I'm remembering. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like there were like 15 other movies this year that I really enjoyed. Right. I should go re-watch those maybe as well. Not that the MCU movies, we haven't really trashed any of them no what and I, I appreciate is we're finding good things to say about the ones that we didn't enjoy yeah and we're finding criticisms with the ones that were like oh this is perfect right and i've noticed uh listening back to them as as we've been recording
1: them they've been getting better like our where we put them against other movies of the year where it's more and more of like yeah this was pretty good as they
0: as it went on mm-hmm. so it's been nice yeah, yeah. it has been Um, Yeah, and then Tyler's here still.
2: (laughs) We haven't scared him off.
0: Tyler, do you have, before we jump into our episode, do you have something, anything you want to talk about?
2: (laughs) Do I want to announce my thing? Yeah. Yeah, so if you're watching this on YouTube, listening to it live, I have a really cool announcement. Um, Something that I never in a million years thought would have ever happened to me, but somehow it did. Uh, I did a Big 12 show for a while on the Takeover Sports Network. Those are great guys over there. Um, Earlier this year, I I stepped away from that. Uh, as I have my second child being born this year, things like that. So it, was just, it wasn't going to work out. Um, this past week, it's really been going on for about two weeks now. Um, Warner Media and Bleacher Report have been talking to me. And I will be doing two live shows on the Bleacher Report app later this week. Um, if you're watching live, if you're getting this later, it may have already happened. The first one will be July 12th. The second will be July 14th. Um, it's a really cool opportunity. Just two thirty-minute shows to talk about Big 12 Media Day on Wednesday, and then I'll talk about um, predicting the Big 12 winner on the 14th. Those will be in the Big 12 News section on the Bleacher Report app. Um, it's it's a really cool opportunity. I, I technically have signed a contract with Warner Media, which is really cool. <laughs> He's playing with the big yeah. boys now. <laughs> um, it, it's a really cool opportunity, and that you know that's is it, kind of hard to say no to it. Um, but if if the Big 12 is your thing, or if you just want to support. Go into the Bleacher Report app and check it out. It'll be really cool. Looking Cheer- forward
0: to it. Cheers to you, sir. Yeah. That's
2: incredible. Yeah. It's really cool, man. It's, <laughs> it's awesome.
0: Over in the chat, JT, I hope we've now six, uh, explained <laughs> that Luke did not, in fact, grow a beard and change his voice. <laughs> That's true. Uh, We just have our good friend Trevor here to fill in for him as he's out seeing, he's watching this very moment, the new Mission Impossible movie.
2: I'll be honest, I'm a little jealous. Just right. a little bit. We could Hang go on. tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I apparently can't, they have like... I can't, can't You tomorrow. can't go tomorrow. I can't no. go tomorrow. <laughs> no. I
2: can't probably go until Thursday night. Or Is Sunday. Should we, should we make a date of it? We could. It would have to be like a late showing though. We'll have to talk about it. We'll
0: talk. Because my wife wants to see it as well. Okay. I know. Third wheel's always awkward <laughs> yeah in any case we she does need good to... at it though she does yeah, yeah she's a good third wheel <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh we do need to talk about new trailers that came out this week before we review asteroid city heck yeah um there was a couple one that i saw i know tyler didn't get around to seeing i don't know if trevor saw it it was it's called theater camp oh it's, i have seen it it's, yeah yeah uh, we saw it i saw it before Asteroid City in the theater, I actually haven't seen it online at all. I didn't go looking looking for it, but it, you know, sometimes I watch enough movie things that the algorithms figure that I just want to see <laughs> right. new trailers. They find you. They find me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this looked really fun. It was yeah. kind of a, you know, little, it feels like a little indie, I think it's like a searchlight pictures yeah. film. So it feels like it's a little, you know, it's a, tight, it's a little like this summer one, camp.
1: Yeah, summer camp thing.
3: hmm
0: yeah, I, I, I'm going to give it a thumbs up if you're kind of into that like band camp, summer camp, singing things like it looks <laughs> like it's a lot of fun. Jimmy Tatra's
2: yeah. in it. He's funny. I, I like him. I think, he's... I
0: think it's Ben Platt's like thing. I think mm. he's
1: I don't know if he's backing it or if he's like a, a, a director on it or what, but I think he's primarily a Broadway guy now. I think he just finished a Broadway run with
0: as uh, like a duet show with somebody oh, else. Nice. Yeah. Nice. So that one was pretty cool. He is, he is a producer on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The next one, it, tw- it was Twisted Metal. Got a new trailer. Oh yeah. Today. Um, I wasn't hot on the first trailer. This one at least explained a little more. Uh. That said, I don't think it looks any more
2: interesting. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's so weird because like this game is is fun. Like, mm-hmm. It's a fun game. I loved it. You know, playing it when I was younger. But, uh, yeah, I just don't know why. Like, <laughs> I don't know why Peacock ended up with this. Mm, this was, uh, like, something sure. that could have been on, like, Netflix or Prime, and they could have gotten real rowdy. But, like, it feels like it's going to be kind of rowdy, but not rowdy enough for, like, the subject. Um, I, I mean, know. they
0: drop, like, th- three F-bombs in the trailer. They do. So
2: they do. They'll it, be rowdy it's
0: a- in its language, but probably not in its gore. Probably, it's a thumbs down for me.
2: It's a thumbs down, thumbs down as well. Is that is that something so? We go thumbs we up, here, thumbs or? down on trailers. Oh, yeah, yeah, see, yeah.
1: I've only listened to the podcast. I've never watched the live show, so <laughs>
2: so you hear it. I thought you guys up. are
1: always just like yeah, thumbs up, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then that's it. <laughs> a good reminder: thumbs down is the
0: trailer did not impress us, uh or it made us le- le- less interested in the movie. um A sideways thumb is like it doesn't really do anything for you, and then like a thumbs up is it. It was a good trailer. Great. Maybe it won't be a good trailer. I don't movie, know why I didn't infer tra- that,
2: but uh <laughs> it's all good.
0: <laughs> Always safe to ask.
2: Heck yeah. Uh
0: the next trailer I have is called Jewels. I'm not sure if either of you had seen this. I didn't have an opportunity to mention it before. I watched it with subtitles. While oh we yeah, okay.
1: <laughs> it looks real weird.
0: It looks real weird. Um like kind of about a older gentleman who's who ben has a, Kingsley, been, right yeah, yeah yeah um who has a ufo crash in uh his backyard, backyard yeah. and a little a little alien is kid. living with him yeah. and uh it, i don't know i think it with the audio with the perform i mean i feel like i was able to get a little more of the performance uh out of it sure sure i thought it was i thought it was kind of cute and heartwarming it yeah. looks more like a not like a family. F- it's not. It doesn't look like a family film, but it, it looks like more of a heartwarming film yeah. than like a, I don't know, a, a straight up comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: kind of like a like a older people modern day E. T. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah.
2: Definitely has some of those vibes. Hair and makeup looks great. Ben Kingsley looks way older than he is. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe
0: he just normally looks younger than he actually does. Maybe so. So, uh, And then the big one that I have... Oh, uh, that was the one that was a thumbs up for me. It, it was one that kind of came out of nowhere that I was like, yeah, that's that's fine. I'm that looks that good. One. Is that an up-down? Yeah. Sideways
2: thumb is good. Sideways yeah, thumb. Yeah, that's good. what it is. You're okay. good. So that's doesn't It doesn't move the needle for you. Okay. Uh,
0: the so. final trailer that came out today that I have written down is Napoleon uh directed by ridley scott starring joaquin phoenix and who did we say the lead actress was vanessa kirby vanessa kirby Hmm. i already forgot um how could you ever what an interesting trailer yeah yeah i (laughs) i my guess is that the movie isn't gonna feel like this trailer at all i hope not (laughs) that said (laughs) i actually kind of dug it um, no, yeah, it but looks... I but again, I also don't expect the movie to be that, so I'm still looking forward to the movie. On top of that,
1: I'm curious how much of it's going to be like him as general, and then him as king, and then him as like tyrants, because mm-hmm. it looks like it's pretty like evenly split.
2: Well, yeah, and
0: they, like in the marketing too, like they're saying it, like they're mm-hmm. making sure to point it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really interesting
2: to see how they balance that. Yeah,
0: agreed. Because but... there's yeah, anytime you're talking about like an epic and a life and a what's the story? Like how much of it's compressed versus
2: are we doing like year break, like 10 year breaks between things? Well, that's always interesting too. Like there's the obvious things to focus on, right. With Napoleon, but like, like what, what smaller things do you, you choose to really hone in on? Mm, I actually don't know. But like I was I was, trying like no, I was, I was it, just yeah. trying to make a joke yeah. it didn't <laughs> land. Sorry. No, it's good. It's good. I wasn't gonna embarrass myself and pretend I know the history of Napoleon, so uh,
0: yeah, the, uh, Oh yeah, the uh the the French Waterloo people and Wee and... oui, oui. I don't know. <laughs> uh, we
1: uh Brett showed it or like pulled it up and we watched it kinda as of, uh, Tyler showing up mm-hmm. and the opening reminds me so much of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. Whoa. I think it's like the same square. It's the same kind of like gray vibe kind of
0: thing. Slow motion. Yeah. Like, there's obviously like it's a it's a ro- like there's they're gonna they're gonna hang a person or they're gonna like guillotine a guillotine is yeah. something yeah like you you do kind of half expect someone to like walk through with a blade with a blade and yeah, yeah an all, <laughs> all white cloak and yeah. <laughs> So uh, for me, this was a thumbs up. I I agree that it was a little bit weird of a choice for like music, music and trailer cutting, mm-hmm. but I'm
2: this still kept me excited about the movie. So. Yeah, I'm a, I'm gonna thumbs up this. I think this looks really good. Um, I don't think the trailer or the movie will be anything like what the trailer is, no. um, but I I just hope it does well because Ridley Scott's not had a great run as of late. Yeah. And I really don't want to hear him complain on Twitter again. Right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, really hope it does a well. happy Ridley
0: Scott. It, like, Ridley Scott's like the barometer for yes. like hot For Hollywood. where theater is. It's yeah. like, if we have a happy Ridley Scott, we have a happy Hollywood. Exactly. So we need this to do well and we need the writer strike to be and over. PR, yes. Um So, if, if um, somebody's listening
2: if, and they can, you know, speed that up, that'd be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. A lot of projects on hold that I want to see. So right, let's, let's get this ball roll. Yeah, we're, thumbs up. I think this looks awesome. We're
0: at that point where things are definitely yeah. delayed. Same for me. Sweet. <laughs> okay, well then we can move into our review of Asteroid City. Uh this is Wes Anderson's I I honestly don't know thirteenth film. No, that's 500. not right. Wes Anderson movies. It's probably nine. Is it really?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He's or only made me. In the past, like since Grand Budapest, I think he's only made French Dispatch and before
0: he did this. Eleven.
2: I he has some smaller ones. I my guess is that they: I want to go counting. back and watch quite a few of them because. Are you saying you enjoyed it? Yes. Yeah, spoiler- well, let's spoiler get alert! let's get right into it, Tyler.
0: <laughs> um, this is a a star studded film. Uh, and it's a very Wes Anderson film. Now this is Tyler's very first Wes Anderson film. No this kidding. So yeah. what, wow. what did you think?
2: Yeah. So I, you know we we like to do impressions, right? Mm-hmm. Like we like to do our our tweet review. Um, I just put my first Wes Anderf- Anderson film. Did not disappoint. Great dialogue, awesome camera work, and a stellar cast. Land this thing in conversation for one of my favorites of the year. That's nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah.
2: I liked it a lot. Trevor. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Uh, pretty overall
1: good. It's. Oh, it's pretty existential, which I don't, I don't not like. <laughs> yeah. But uh, uh, no, yeah, same thing with with the cast. I, I Brian Cranston is the first one that shows up on screen. I thought that was a great little surprise. Always, a, always
2: a great thing to see.
1: Uh, yeah, but no, I <laughs> I I still like like Grand Budapest is like. And, and so if you haven't seen any, you have gotta watch. No, Grand I'm, I'm Budapest. planning yeah. on going down the rabbit hole over yeah. the next few months. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but uh, not quite living up to that, and then French Dispatch kind of has a special place in my heart. Um, so, of those three, it's
0: the bottom. But
1: okay. overall, no, I still really liked it. Pretty
2: good bar to meet, though. Yes. Yeah. That's, the, <laughs> yeah. that's
0: in, like, the top third of his movies for you. Yes. Uh-huh. Right? So, that yeah, I would agree. I, I, I think that this is an excellent example of a director like honing his craft. Mm-hmm. Um, He has such a unique and eclectic taste in filmmaking and styles and you know there's films like isle of dogs and fantastic mr fox which are great but they don't catch like i think his live action proper stuff does yeah um so for me it's it's just it's that years of experience is clearly on display here Mm -hmm. it's like technically so precise and and really really good. There's there's very I have a few little con like nitpick cons which I don't even know there there it's gonna be tough to talk about um like and be like yeah this is a really negative thing about it because mm. there were just a couple moments where I was like oh I didn't I didn't really like that but for the most part it's yeah it's him being excellent it's finding excellent cast excellent production team mm-hmm. to just make an excellent film and it is like trevor said a little bit out there in terms of it's like a movie within a play
1: yeah it's very like midsummer night's dream within kind. a
0: yeah it's a movie within a play within a uh, like a uh, tv program
2: it's a, it's a play yeah. within a it's movie. like a 60 minutes type yeah thing. it's <laughs> a tv program within a movie about a play switch that a, a play about a movie yeah, that. Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. That's no, the, no, it, no the, movie movie. the movie is about the movie. The movie takes place on a like on a stage. <laughs> so, but, so it's a little I'm not weird in that. To drink point, for this.
0: But we uh, we'll talk about that a, a little more. What did you guys have for pros? I think Positive the, things.
2: I think the super easy one is the cast, right? I mean, yeah. the cast is stellar. Yeah. It, <laughs> it really is great.
1: And the new additions with Steve Carell, Tom Hanks, and Scarlett Johansson. I think I think Scarlett Johansson. Well, even Steve Carell too. I think they fit in the best, mm-hmm. and Tom Hanks is just being grumpy. Tom, Tom yeah. Hanks, yeah, 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 but he's yeah. always good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, I thought for them because they, they haven't necessarily been in his other stuff, okay. um, and so bringing them in, I thought was a really good. I thought they did a great job. Yeah, the the three girls little seemed kids. a little out of place, just for his style. Yeah, um, they just they're very like loosey goosey and kind of yeah. just like free flowing, <sighs> compared to like you know having set pieces where like. Two dudes have to stand and look at a barn. And right. it has to be very symmetrical. And the, the three little girls just didn't quite like fit into that. But sure. It's still it was still
0: great.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, good, really good cast. I the stands out to me was Scar Joe. I know she's a good actress. I think it's nice to be reminded of that though. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah, she we, we talked about this on the way home, and I'm I, I hate when I say this a lot, but <laughs> Brett and I talk a lot. <laughs> we haven't caught on yet. Um but we were t- kind of talking about like Scar jo specifically, and we were like Man, we really hope she's passed like the MCU, the Lucy's, the Ghost in the Shell, like part of her career and can do more of the JoJo Rabbits, the yeah. Asteroid Cities. Like, because when she does these, she's really good. And mm-hmm. I've never been a huge fan of her, but she she's she's great in this.
0: Yeah. I, I think we would be r- r- reminisced if we didn't also mention Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman. Yeah. Yeah. Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> uh, it really does like, put a lot of the film on his back and and carries quite a bit of the weight of what uh, Wes Anderson's, I think, trying to say in this film. Mm-hmm. He is that connection to the director and the audience um, thematically that we're supposed to really connect with. Everything else around him is obviously building on it yeah um but you have to understand his motivations i think to really un- you can appreciate the film but i think if you want to understand the film that's who you need to connect with yeah. and
1: he is the only one i think that is in like all the layers we see him yes as a real person we see him as the character and then we see him it like behind the scenes kind of yes. thing and, yeah. yeah yeah he
0: is the only one that carries through Outside um, of one other character. Like yeah. frequently, yeah. The the yeah. real weird one was Brian Cranston when he yes. showed up randomly in the film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh like, I'm not to be here. I what are still, you doing? I, that's one of those things. It's like a nitpick. like I just maybe I just don't get it, but like why why was that?
1: That and that actually leads into like one of my can we get into cons? Wait, are we still just on bound, Yeah, oh, no, no, okay, no. we great. can bounce back yeah. and forth. Um my con about this or like my the biggest thing I I wish would have been done differently. Wes Anderson in his previous works has a really great hu- sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Like the humor is very situational and it's very, uh, th- there's no punchline. It's just like, there's a great, I know mean, it's one of my favorites, So I'm going to keep talking about it. the grand, mm-hmm. grand Budapest yeah. police show up and it's this very like kind of, Oh, what's going to happen. And Ray fines goes, uh, she's been murdered and you think I did it. And then he bolts and he just <laughs> runs and it's perfect. But in this one, I feel like we got too much of like, because I found myself laughing after they would say something, but then I would miss the punchline because I was laughing. you were laughing. So yeah. So the setup
2: was better than the punchline.
1: Yeah. And then, then, then kind of like with that, where Brian yeah. Cranston just shows up. like yeah. I've never seen any, like, it's, it just seemed like a left turn from his typical style. Sure.
2: Yeah. Yep. I, I did think it was funny, though, because he, like, he pops in and you're like, oh. And it's like, oh, I'm not supposed to be here. And then he just walks off and you're like... What? <laughs> and even Brett, I think even like we leaned over to each other and was like, was that that was pretty crazy, <laughs> right? Like what just happened? <laughs> yeah, it it was it was pretty silly. Um yeah, I don't I don't know.
0: It's a little I need to watch more. It's a little bit different from his uh trad like his comment it, it did feel a little different than something like Grand Budapest. Um at the same time, I found myself laughing through the
2: whole thing. Oh so, yeah, like, it, definitely. It still worked. Yeah, we were yes. laughing a it lot. It was just a little different. <laughs> we were laughing a lot. We were probably the two loudest laughers oh, I in the so. theater. <laughs> I, I went and saw this with Easton. <laughs> oh nice.
1: Yeah, and he he was like, "Yeah, there was this idiot in the theater that kept laughing." I was like,
0: "Yeah, it was me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were laughing a lot. It it was funny. I think one of my biggest pros is I just have camera and mm-hmm. and and. And movement—it's mm-hmm. this I like how Wes Anderson uses framing and camera movement to to m- move a scene forward. Um, the uh, again I'm talking to Tyler about it, but the, how like the the flip side of the coin that I see is someone like Spielberg who's really good at moving the camera and framing around action. And at the like but the camera is always feeling like it's catching up to the action. It's not a bad thing. I think he does it in an incredible in an incredible way, but Wes Anderson does it so different where he's using the camera it's moving so the action's waiting for the camera mm. like he's he's the camera feels like it's there, and it's noticeable,
2: and I actually really enjoy it. It's a weird dichotomy it's I wrote the same pro down and I wrote, you know, just as a, a very brief one sentence way of saying that is phenomenal use of the camera to create movement in otherwise still frames. Yeah. Because a lot of what he does is symmetrical. A lot of it is like actors are standing there on a, probably a taped X on the floor and they're like the camera gets there and then they say their line and then the camera moves and the camera is what creates the movement through the movie, not, Mm -hmm. not the characters. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so different from everyone else in Hollywood. There's nothing like it. Yeah. And like, it was really weird. My cheeks hurt when I got home after this movie. I was (laughs) smiling the whole movie because it's just so fascinating to watch. And I I had not seen anything like that before. It's fun to look at. He's
0: someone who can take like like, a minute and a half opening 360 panorama thing and make that an enjoyable experience because it's not like this quick pan that's like setting like, here's... Here's where you are. And then we get right into the action. It's like a, here's where we are. Here's, here's over here. And then this is this is this part of the set. And then this is this part of the set. And then, like, over here. And then over here. And then we have the, like, cop and robbers drive by. <laughs> right? Yeah. Every, every 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I, like, from those simple shots to, like, yeah, maybe it's a full shot and a, a character... Just peeks in and the camera does this little like er, yeah it's like just a the little, little bit of a tilt just to get them in and then they go back mm-hmm. those are the kind of things that i think are, are
2: just they're so unique yeah. um, but they work really really well yeah i i think the the camera can be viewed as a director in this movie like it feels like the camera gets there and says action right mm-hmm. like and that's really cool yeah. like it, it's awesome my braille jersey's at home <laughs> Oh, game lord! For those, in for the, those in who the don't the understand that joke, so the Orioles a couple years ago, I think it was like 2018. So five, wow, five years ago. That's not good. Um, oh. <laughs> they wore jerseys with Braille on the back of them, um, and so like their the last names were in Braille. Oh, that's cool. In concept, but seeing Braille does nothing. So it's kind of like one of those goofy things yeah. where it's like, that's a cool thought. But I don't know how much you thought about it. (laughs) It's cool, though. For our audio listeners, Tyler is wearing an Orioles jersey I have an Adley Rutschman jersey on, who would have beat all but two people in the first round of the Derby, which is really frustrating. Um, Um,
0: Also in the chat, JT is talking about It's so funny the way you guys are describing uh, this, the camera movement, those kind of things. It reminds me of early Edgar Wright movies with comical camera work. Not wrong. Yep. I think... Edgar Wright has. was the last thing he did? I don't feel like he's done anything. I mean, he surely has. Uh, I'm just being a. What is he? What done idiot. recently? Yeah, baby
2: driver. Last night. Last in Soho? night in Soho.
0: Yeah. Oh, um, I think that
1: was it. Was last night in Soho. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah I. I think he. He too. It's different than Wes Anderson. But, but it is a, it's a, a very unique style. Yeah, his
2: his style stands out a lot. Yeah.
0: Because I would say Last like Night like. in Soho felt still pretty mo- like modern filmmakery. Yeah. It, it, Baby it Driver mo- feels
2: more like yeah. like Edgar Wright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And where he does have some of that kind of funny camera work yeah. stuff. But yeah, I I think you're you're right. Not yeah, not wrong for sure. Trevor,
1: we forgot Margaret Robbie's in this movie for <laughs> Dude, four minutes. <laughs> I wanted to talk about that too. Yeah. So go ahead. I I really, that might be one of my favorite scenes in the whole thing mm-hmm. because yeah. there, and it's just a little thing. And so Ed Norton plays, oh wait, are we in, we're probably not the spoilers, are we?
2: I don't know that this is a movie that you have to worry about that way personally. But There's
1: one thing that I didn't know going into this movie with her in the crater <laughs> and the oh. thing shows up. Uh, I didn't know that was going to happen. <laughs> uh,
0: <Yeah. laughs> safe to say there may be some minor spoilers in this conversation. Um if you're like really dying to to see the movie before and not have anything spoiled, probably too late. But you know, yeah. we respect if you want to pause and come revisit this podcast when You've after you've watched it. That said, I don't think Wes Anderson has like that many people who are at least in our audience who are like, We have to go watch it. And if they if they are, they've already seen it. It's been out gotcha. for three weeks. That's so true. I yeah. think you're safe. Okay. So potential spoilers ahead.
1: Um there's a there's a sign in the back that says Death of a Narcissist. And yeah. I think that's supposed to be a play on Death of a Salesman. Yes. But I think it's like I don't know. I mean just and this is just in my personal whatever, just how I took it. That like Ed Norton's character is supposed to be this, like, great, amazing playwright. He's a genius, all this stuff. And he's the only character that dies. And so I think that's supposed to, like, tie into it. And I don't know. Just in their whole conversation about... It's the existentialism finally comes to a head. Yeah. And I think they have a good conversation about, like, in terms of the play, but what it means to live. And, Mm -hmm. like... Because he's like, oh, no, you didn't get into the play. And she's like, yeah, but then I... Got this. One. got this one. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah. It,
2: no, it was just, it was a great scene. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one of the things I did want to, you know, go back to about Wes Anderson. Again, first Wes Anderson film. I assume this probably carries through a lot of his, his catalog, but Margot Robbie is in the billing for this. And so you see it and you're like, oh man, you know, she's a really good actress. We even mentioned like w- once she's done having fun while she's young, I'm sure she's going to win an Oscar too. Like she's really great. Yeah. And, I, and honestly, her scene is probably my favorite scene of the movie as well. But I feel like Wes Anderson does a really good job at getting a lot out of actors and a little bit of scenes. Like mm-hmm. Liv Schreiber's in this, and like all of his stuff's really good. Yeah. Like, the, the small amounts these actors are in this film, he's able to get so much out of them. And that, there's a lot to be said for that. Like, I think back to Jonathan Groff when he talked about being in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And he, like, one of the things he said he took away from it was, like, I learned how to do a lot with a little playing the king, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like working with Wes Anderson for actors could be a lot, like, very similar. And that they can learn to get a lot out of a little in a movie. Like, and Margot Robbie's scene, I think, is, is a great example of that. Where she has a scene with Schwartzman, mm-hmm. and it's, she's reciting both sides of the scene she was supposed to be, and yeah. that's been cut from the play. Mm-hmm. And it's so good. Yeah. Like it's so good. And I, I just that scene blew my mind. I was like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> it's I mean, we need more of this. It's yeah. one of those on our ride home that we were talking about. Like, I feel
0: like there's something in that scene. Like, there's there's the thematic linchpin, and I just can't quite put my finger I need on to take exactly it home with me. what yeah. it is. So it's it's I one of those like on rewatch, <laughs> I'm sure I'll I'll get a little more out of it. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um so agreed. Fantastic Performance by Margot Robbie yep, in, right. uh, in a very small amount of yep. screen time. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Speaking, I can keep going.
2: Can oh, keep yeah. Going. Uh, uh,
1: speaking of things that are, like, uh, the little things that are good. Um, he uses the pipe correctly, which is great. <laughs> he has, like, anytime you, I see it, somebody use it as a fairly avid pipe, like, tobacco okay. pipe smoker, mm-hmm. like, anytime I see it in a movie, it's always just, like, match... All done but he's got the pick mm-hmm. and he's packing it and like that's the first time i think i've ever seen it in a movie <laughs> where they like take the moment to like oh i'm gonna pack the tobacco and then it's it's prime for smoking mm-hmm. anyway so i just thanks west sider suit or whoever <laughs> wrote this suit
2: yeah. <laughs> whoever was in charge of that yes. yeah thanks but prop master or whatever <laughs> those those things are great to notice like when you see him, like we always joke about me like anytime i see like a movie set in dc and they mm. do washington dc right i always am like yeah you got it. The small details matter. Um, But one of the things too I wanted to talk about is just kind of the story in this movie Mm -hmm. and like there's a lot to take away from it. One of the things I took away from it is kind of grief and acceptance Mm -hmm. and like the real world view of that. Like I feel like grief and acceptance in film is not always handled in a realistic manner. Like grief and acceptance are not things that are easy and sometimes films like they kind of move through them fast but in this like I think there's even a line and I I could be I'm going to misquote it but there's a line at some point where they say, you know, time doesn't heal all wounds. It's more like a Band-Aid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, that's the reality of, of time and how it relates to grief. And, like, it's nice when that's acknowledged in a movie and acknowledged in a way that feels sincere. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was just really good. And that, that was one of the things, like, I went home and I kind of stewed on it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really like that. Like, that stands out. Yeah. So, but there's a lot more to take from this. Like, there's so much. Well, along with
1: that, after after plot the alien lands. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how you I didn't know th- that, that was gonna happen. I had no idea. And the little
1: green light. I thought the moon turned green or something, or the sun or whatever. And then Jeff Goldblum in an alien costume. I think that was CG, but like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So after that happens, it's like we get to see. Every character experienced something different. Yeah, like some of the, like for our for the the boy, I can't remember his uh, the son, uh, the Brainiac. Yes, um, he Udrow. like he loses his face. Yeah, and then there are other characters who experience like this overwhelming need for justice of like the people need to know about this, and then there's other characters that are experiencing loss or just like a general kind of confused state of, yeah. kind of in Scarlett Johansson's character of like well this just is what it is you know yeah. and mm-hmm. so it's like you this cast is so massive that you like can't help but latch on to somebody
0: yeah. after yeah. that happens Yep. Yeah, who no, latched on great. to Steve Carell was it the executives <laughs> it had to what? be the executives who were like yes <laughs> look we can make money off of this that's right. yeah. we're going to sell these plots of land <laughs> that's right Dude, 10, that was great. The vending
1: machine great us. was. The, the machine bit was great. It yeah. was. It Dude, was. Dude, the drinks fantastic. looked great. Like, <laughs> yeah. Right. Like the peel and everything. I was like, dang man. That, like, and the way like man. And I love in Wes Anderson's movie the the prop how props work. Yes. Because yes. like that, it's just somebody in a machine like pulling a lever <laughs> or something. Dude, and the, then the little engine saying on the ground. And yeah. Mm-hmm. There's
2: the one bit where like Tom Hanks walks up. I think it's Tom Hanks walks up and he's got like three of the drinks in <laughs> one hand. Like and he's like struggling to hold them so he's like this and then he's got the one he's like <laughs> I'm just like dude that's so great. Like it's such a small goofy little detail but it's so much fun. Yeah.
0: Tyler and I were talking about um, categories that this movie could be nominated in for Oscars. Oh okay. Great. And the one that like came to us as, like, a, it has to be, is, like, production design. Yeah. yeah. Um, everything from costuming uh, to props, like we've talked about, to miniatures and how they've used this set puppets. and environment, puppets. Like, it's the all Roadrunner. great. Yes, yeah, the, the Road Roadrunner is great, is yes. Great dance in the
2: credits, too. Make sure <laughs> yes. you watch it.
0: <laughs>
1: Do you think that the, because the alien craft, the UFO, looks I think it's supposed to look not great. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's supposed to look like the stage play part of yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think that hurts its chances? Of, <laughs> I don't. No? Okay. no, I don't think I don't. so. I think people
2: will take that away from it, though. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think it's intentional enough. Mm-hmm. And like they show it in the black and white scenes, too. Like right. At one point, a character's holding it. Right. So yeah, I yeah, think yeah. That they're, they're pretty intentional about it. Nice. They'll be able to get away with
0: it. I'm curious how the, the alien was done. If it yeah. was a CG character, if it, it was like stop like, claymation. claymation, yeah, I was saying claymation, yeah, it too, and maybe yeah. cleaned up with CG. It looked maybe. it looked Probably really weird. smooth. That's why, I, like, yeah. in a but in that claymation, still kind of way, yeah. yeah, it's really it was interesting and weird, but I liked it a lot.
1: And yeah. it was even like smooth enough to get the little like yeah. smile thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
2: know, when it smiles with the asteroid, I was like, what? <laughs> it's like I was not expecting that, but. The other pro I just want to hit on before we, you know, we move on is just dialogue. Mm-hmm. The, the scene that stands out to me, obviously we talked about the Margot Robbie scene, but the other scene that I think is just absolutely phenomenal, and there's actually a YouTube video where Wes Anderson breaks it down, is the general speech, mm-hmm. at, kind of towards the beginning of the mm-hmm. movie. Um, he wrote it for Jeffrey Wright. Yeah, Jeffrey Wright, awesome. we didn't have him mentioned yeah, yet, yeah. did a great job. Yes. He wrote it for Jeffrey Wright, um, and Jeffrey Wright absolutely knocks it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That scene is great. If you don't watch this movie, at least go watch that scene, because I think you'll find it very enjoyable. Yeah. Act one. I wish I could recite it. What did you guys think about the,
0: like, act, act one, scenes one through three... I thought it kind of made it drag a little bit. Just added runtime. I think it
2: just
1: added, yeah, because then there's that whole thing to actually now getting into more con stuff. Yeah, there's the whole scene in the end about how he talks about how everyone's supposed to be asleep and they're all supposed to do this, like have this kind of experience, and then we get the act three scene or act three all scenes to be run continuously as one as one stream. Yeah. And then that doesn't really change anything. Like, there's nothing really, I didn't feel like a difference enough in
0: that part
1: to differentiate it from the rest of it.
0: That's fair. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I thought, at least in the first two acts, that it felt like a a nice, clean way to, like, break up scenes. Mm -hmm. It, It made it feel like a stage play more than a film, yeah, and I think that was. And the, I think the that biggest. was the point, and that'd be the easiest way to do it. Too. It is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You don't have to worry about like showing a character walking off screen, so you can like, where the, where's the next? Or like one? how the, like
1: like CG curtain fall, yeah. and then hear the <laughs> as it raises back up.
2: Um, My favorite of, one was the intermission one. The interme, yeah, I thought they were gonna do it. I thought it was gonna be like ten minutes. So
1: I was like, can I go get popcorn? Yeah. Or <laughs> it was like intermission
2: optional, and I was like. Well, we we because it does run a little long. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, are they gonna do this? Are we this? <laughs> oh man, it's kind of cool. I, I wish they would have.
1: Yeah. Wish bring back intermissions. Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, I think Jason Schwartzman. I don't think he would win, but mm-hmm. I th- kind of get to the Oscars thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I think he definitely will probably get nominated. I could see him getting nominated. For I think another. him and yeah.
2: ScarJo both have Scar. She get.
1: A, I think she would get a supporting. supporting. Yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah, I think. I think they're both. Potential nominees, for sure.
1: Uh one thing about this I kind of found under it's fine, it's serviceable, like the rest of them is the the music's a little it's just it's not underwhelming even, it's just serviceable. It just is what it is. Mm -hmm. And it's Alexander's Displat or Alexandre Displat display probably he's French. And he did Yeah, he's done (laughs) like a a a a few of the other not all, but a few of the Air West Anderson stuff Mm -hmm. too. I, although I'm curious if you wrote that little cowboy roundup tune we get at the end. Yeah, that was fun. I
2: do want to talk about the score, though, before we move to that part. Mm -hmm. I do like the motif. Okay, yeah, yeah. The the little, it's almost like a jingle or a chime. I I saw this like like two and a half weeks ago. Uh, (laughs) You know, I'd play it now, but it would take a second. But I do like it. And it's cool how it runs through the entire score. Mm -hmm. Um, However, where I agree with you is it gets a little samey score gets a little samey throughout and I don't expect Wes Anderson to have, you know, and his, wah, and his, wah, wah. like I don't expect that. And but his movies don't lend to that. No. no. And they're, they're supposed to be these like quirky, dainty yeah. little mm-hmm. melodies. And yep. yeah, but no, like the little chime and some of the stuff that it's used in, I, I do like, Yeah, but yeah, serviceable is probably the best word for it. Yep. Agreed.
0: Thank you. Uh, my last con is there are some moments in editing that I thought felt, uh, rough. Um, I I there. It's only maybe three or four times. I couldn't even tell you exactly where, but it was just like, oh, that it felt like an awkward cut. Mm. Um, that's maybe a little nitpicky, and because most of the movie is, nitpick, is really good, <laughs> it's and the, I think the editing is really good. But there were just some. There were a couple moments where I was like, oh, that was noticeable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm you uh, hold it. Hold it a little bit or like bring it in a little sooner. But whatever happened, it didn't quite work for me. Just a weird little nitpick there. So. Yeah. All right. Anything other final thoughts you guys have on the movie, the film? I keep feeling like there's one more thing to bring up. I just can't put my finger on it.
1: But that's okay. I guess it wasn't that important. Guess
0: not. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, um, really, really enjoyed it. Um, I will, it's, it's, I always enjoy They don't come
2: out often enough. I'm going to give it a booyah. So I wanted to give it a booyah, but then I was like, I don't know. Because, because we use our rating system as a recommendation. Sure. Um, and I don't know that I'd recommend this to everybody. For me and my enjoyment, it is a booyah. Yeah. From a recommendation standpoint, it's probably a fanboy worthy. I totally recognize that like, this is not for everyone. Yeah. for Like sure. I, I wouldn't rec like, I think, surprisingly, I think Dana would like this movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she would watch it and be like, oh, that was fun. But, like, if I recommended this to my brother, he'd be like, that was stupid. Why, like, why did you make me watch that? And I would, you know what, and I would be like, that's a totally fair yeah. thought. Why did I make you watch yeah. that? Why yeah. did I? Why yeah. would I recommend this to you? So, like, it's kind of hard. For me, it's a booya. From a recommendation standpoint, I think it's fanboy worthy. If you like Wes Anderson, I think you'll like this one.
0: Trevor, are you familiar with all of the I'm
2: giving it a fanboy worthy. Alright. Not a boy. <laughs> if you like Wes Anderson, you'll like this one. That's yeah,
0: right. That is a hundred percent true. I'm I'm gonna I throw it in there as a as a booyah. It's probably a low booyah. But we just don't get like if this was a style. That was every year we yeah. were getting these kinds of films, mm-hmm. I think I would maybe li- lean down a little more towards fanboy worthy, but it's I think it's executed on such a high level of of technical I'm dragging on here minutia uh, minutia yeah. <laughs> that a certain je ne sais quoi, uh, you, <laughs> you know even if it's not what i think someone's cup of tea would be for a film i think i would still recommend it is like it's weird you gotta see it at least at least go experience that's fair it. it's weird you gotta see it yeah I like that. yeah and if you don't like it don't watch any of his others like because they're all kind of i don't know man weird and i you love it <laughs>
1: i'm telling you we <laughs> not I, I can't wait for you to watch grand budapest and
2: i want to know what you think <laughs> after you see it <laughs> i will make sure i let you know good Please do. Yeah, I, I will definitely <laughs> let you know. I will def- I'm very excited. I've heard the Royal Tenenbaums is good, too. You know. mm. Yeah, it's good. I, like, I was talking about it at, in the break room with a buddy of mine who watched the show. Scott, what's up, baby? Um, <laughs> we were just kind of talking about it because he had mentioned he wanted to see it. And I was like, oh, I saw it this weekend. So we started chatting, and uh, a lady at work walked by, and she's like, oh, yeah, I loved it. She's like, if you liked it, you should watch the Grand Budapest. And then she's like, and you should also watch the Royal Tenenbaums. And I was like... Okay. <laughs> Darn. So, yeah, I am I'm, I'm excited to watch more Wes Anderson films. Sweet. I also think weird thing. We've all done film stuff. Mm-hmm. This is one of those movies you watch it and you go, man, I'd really like to do something like this.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: we're going to keep go- we're going to keep talking about it just a little longer because
0: <laughs> one of the one of the things I said to you right after the movie after the credits rolled was like Wes Anderson is one of those directors who you feel like he never gave up on indie filmmaking. Mm-hmm. It, it feels like an, like a really well funded indie movie. And like, cause you're not, he's not doing all of the like super big special effects, like stuff. Mm-hmm. Those movies are fun. They can be great. Um, we just get a lot of them. And I'm really appreciative that we're, we get films from someone who's still like, how do we do this like practically? How, yeah. how do we do this for real? Yeah, um, and and on a smaller budget. Yeah, I don't know what this budget was, but probably not That's super high. When well, pro- maybe for salary. But they, pe- the actors that are in his movies, love working with him. I was yeah. going to say, I think there was a thing with Ed Norton who, and he was like, I think I made like forty two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> like you don't sign up for a Wes Anderson movie to make money. Right. Well, you like do it that. because it, you love it.
2: It says here, ScarJo slashed her otherwise whopping fee to accommodate Anderson's needs yeah. in a modest budget, charging only $4,131 a week. Jeez. $25, 25 million. Yep. Wow. Cool. Was the budget.
1: Yep. Have you guys seen, like, behind the scenes stuff of Wes Anderson? Yeah. He is his movies. Yeah. Like, the way he, like somebody will come and show him, like, a, like a cloth sample or, like, something, that, and he's like, oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> and, like, even the way he moves, like, like with his arms up, and he, like, just his legs, will, he just, he is his movies, mm-hmm. and I love that we get to experience, like, if there was ever a director where it was, like, what's going on inside his head, it's Wes Anderson.
0: Yeah. Yep. Agreed. Okie dokie. Let is, Let Are us do-do-key. move on to some news. Clearly, we all like Asteroid City and think you should watch it. You should watch it. You should Give watch it a chance. It. If you're even just on the <laughs> fence of like, would I like a Wes Anderson movie? Give it a chance. Who knows? I think it's, it's a pretty accessible you one. Maybe, maybe you'll love it. Um, there wasn't a ton of news this week that I got. Um, I have some. Trevor, I didn't expect you to, to get any news stories, but if you have any, feel free to share. Uh, Tyler, why don't you lead us off, though? <laughs> this
2: is... Probably my favorite news story of the week. Uh, roughly twenty thousand viewers are seeing Oppenheimer and Barbie in a double feature, says AMC. <laughs> and a friend of the show, Easton, is actually doing it. Mm-hmm. He booked yeah. it, um, which I think is awesome. It, it, it kind of became like a meme mm-hmm. online about you know doing a doing a double feature of these two movies because they're so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's the marketing is working for both of them. Yeah, which is really cool. Like. It's kind of a goofy, quirky thing, but enough I of, kinda dig it. Honestly. Enough of
0: the like online fandoms got into the like yeah. like let's put these things together. Yeah. yeah. And like the combined Barbieheimer yeah. <laughs> memes hey, and things have kind of taken a hold and they've yeah, they've kind of captured the heart. I think that's great. <laughs> Well, but he says
2: Barbie <laughs> Heimer. Barbie
0: um, It'll be interesting to see how they do yeah. um, opening weekend uh, and compared to Mission Impossible coming out this next week. So mm-hmm. I think it'll be this the next three weeks will be the actual litmus test for how well the summer box office does. Because so far it has not done mm-hmm. well. Right. Um, but we have two very hyped movies uh nolan doesn't typically get is is well big hype but he doesn't do billion dollar movies um barbie is kind of this cultural thing and then mission impossible a a very successful franchise um generally well attended have don't feel like out here we've seen that much advertising for it though so we'll be paying attention to the box office numbers have you guys heard about
1: so there's i know at least one there's a theater that's doing a double showing on the same screen For Barbie and Oppenheimer, dude, that's so (laughs) great! That's so great. It's like in it's in it's in a different country, but yeah, man, I respect it. I
2: I love that idea. Right, that's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) All right, do you have one? It's a news story. It's worthy of talking about, and people who watch this show would love it. I like it. Fine. So there's been
0: lots of set photos on uh, Deadpool three this Mm -hmm. week. Um, and some rumors of characters coming back. Uh, the big one was that Hugh Jackman was spotted in the classic yellow yellow Wolverine suit. Uh, I'm so tired of, look, this movie will probably, I'll probably actually enjoy the movie. I think
2: I'm just, I'm so tired of Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) I think the Deadpool movies are good though. Like they've both been pretty good. Yeah, Yeah. no, no, they are. Like, I, I think that's worth noting. Um. I think this looks great. I'm excited to see him with the mask on. I think the suit looks cool. Yeah. Um, A lot
1: better than whatever he opened in that case at the end of <laughs> X2 or whatever yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. No, like,
2: it's nice to see, you know, for someone who played the character for so long and never got the opportunity to wear it, he'll have that chance. Mm-hmm. At least there's that, right? We can always say we've seen it. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. So the other one. That is part of that? Yeah, hmm Yeah.
0: Yeah, you, you're aware of it? Jennifer Gardner, Gardner, yeah, Garner, who yeah. played Electra yeah, in back. back in oh, the yeah. day, will be reprising her role.
2: Uh, That's right in Deadpool three. Are you excited for the Ben Affleck cameo as Daredevil? No. When when so I got to give Luke this no. credit. This is gonna happen, but Luke's like they're gonna make a joke. Deadpool's gonna be like, "Holy crap, Batman!" And he's gonna be like, "No, I'm Daredevil." <laughs> and Definitely. he's gonna be like, "Then why do you have?" The, the the Batman things and he's like their horns like it's gonna <laughs> happen and then Luke also thinks he's gonna make a joke where it's like man I really wish you two would have worked out like, yeah because they were married oh, yeah. like I feel like you know when you say it here you're like that's kind of stupid but when it happens in the movie I think we're all gonna laugh at it probably maybe not the Batman bit but the if he says something about their marriage not working out <laughs> I we think, will all laugh
1: I think the Batman bit's gonna have to depend on um how. Ben Affleck is gonna him. handle it, yeah. Because yeah. like I could like if he's just gonna stand there and take it, like it lands, yeah. but like I I don't know I I I have faith in in Ben Affleck.
2: Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, yeah true. <laughs> I think he's willing to have a little bit of fun. So, yeah. but no, I this is the the Jennifer Garner stuff. I is either here nor, neither here nor there. Um, but the Wolverine costume is cool. I'm I'm excited about it. Yep. I have one moon, one more news story. Hit me with it. Today. Not really. Am I gonna hit you?
0: Golly!
2: Ow! Oh. Um, today, and and this was rumored. I don't know if this was ever officially announced, but it has been today. EA announced a Black Panther single player third person game. Yep. Um, new studio. New studio. Yep. Making it. It's not the same one that did the Spider-Man. As no, in, uh, no. This will be yeah. on all consoles. Oh, cool. So, um, um, some really of cool. the
0: leadership uh, came from uh, EA Monolith, I believe. Did the Shadows of... No. Who, who did Mordor? Shadows of Mordor? That's Monolith. Yeah, so yeah. Monolith. Yeah. As at least some of the leadership. Um, obviously, it's very early. They are just announcing it. I yeah. don't expect this for uh, three years, probably, at least. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so... The studio is called Cliffhanger Games, uh, yeah, led by Kevin Stevens, who is previously studio head at Shadow of Mordor developer Monolith Productions, which Monolith, if you don't know, is working on a Wonder Woman game. Oh, great! So there's lots cool. of superhero games. Yeah.
0: Um, are
2: they missing the boat in terms of uh, you know the zeitgeist? Honestly, I think they're hitting it just right. Oh, perfect! Because as superhero movies have kind of kind of declined, yeah, video games will have a chance mm, to like that's a good point grab that attention that's and, a really and maybe good take point. it in a good direction. So I think they're hitting it at just the right time. Cool. Also, Monolith, great choice for a Wonder Woman game. Yeah. Very good.
0: Yeah. Very good. Um. Last thing, something that launched this last week. Uh, Another social media platform to take on Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Threads. Uh, Threads by Instagram. Yep. Uh, I'm not here to promote it. I'll just let you know that what the fanboy does have a presence on there. Mostly because it was super easy to be like, sign up for Threads via Instagram. (laughs) Yeah, I'm on there. (laughs) So, um. If you're on threads and you're like, I'm ditching Twitter, or I, like, I don't like checking Instagram, but you're into threads. We're there. Find us. Yep. We're all there. Yep. So. I'm not there. That's my last. Trevor's (laughs) not there. Don't go there for Trevor. He's, he's not there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm out of news stories as well.
0: Cool. Well, then we can talk about our weekly things we did real quick. Um and then we'll we'll see if we have any fanbox questions this week. If you're here in the chat and you want to shoot us a fanboy qu- a fanbox question or the fanboys, uh send it our way and we'll I only did try one thing. Um,
2: I've been really busy.
0: That's probably multiple things. If you're really busy yeah. and only one thing, we need to figure out some work life balance stuff.
2: Yeah, no. So the one thing I've done is over a long stretch of time, I beat Uncharted 1. Ah! There you go. It's a fanboy worthy. It's a good game. Cool. Took me a long time <laughs> to beat it. Um, it's an eight hour game. Probably should have took me like two or three days. It took me quite a while. <laughs> um, but no, it's good. You know, Naughty Dog is good at what they do. This was pre The Last of Us. mm mm-hmm. um, if you, if you want to... I, I played it because we watched Indiana Jones. Yeah. And I was like, I kind of want to get back into that. So that's what got me back on. it. Yeah. 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 This was fun. So, yeah. I beat Uncharted. Cool. Otherwise, I'm still reading Fractal Noise. Really good book. I recommend it if you're into weird sci-fi stuff. And it's Paolini who wrote Aragon. So nice. He liked Aragon as a kid. He's writing adult books and they're sci-fis. <laughs> Probably because he's an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Exactly. This it's, makes sense. They're really good. Um, there's two books in the series. This is technically the second book, but it's a prequel. So you could read them however you wanted to, personally. Cool. I'm, I'm reading them in publishing order, so this is going backwards. Nice. But it's really good. Really, really good. I talked That's about cool. it a few episodes back. You did. Feelings are still the same. Nice. So, Cool, cool. cool. Uh, Trevor, do you do
0: anything this I, week that I, you'd I, like to mention? Sure. You don't I, have to. I'm not asking you for like an itinerary, no, detailed itinerary gonna, of your week. Uh. I just really need to know where you're going to be the rest of the week and so I'm like using this to build out your schedule. We're not hunting you down (laughs) but we're
1: kind of hunting you down. Fabulous. We may be profiling you. Uh, A couple big things actually. Um, I released my first short film that Brett actually helped out with. He was the, I think I credited you as director of photography. I hope that's okay. Thank you sir. Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) Accurate. Um, It's on YouTube and you can find it at my YouTube channel uh, Trevor Landreth or you can go find it at my website trevorlandreth.com it's under the films category. Um, yeah, and we went and shot it last month, and I got, well, I kind of got approval to release it. I emailed him last week, and I said, if I don't hear back from you by the 9th, i Just put it out it. there. Yeah, and he, I, no one ever responded, so I just went with it. <laughs> um, yeah, so that happened, and then I actually, um, partly, and due to uh, some advice that you gave Brett uh, on a previous episode, uh, putting a book on the edge of the nightstand. Um, my uncle is an author. He's done The Kingdom at the End of the Driveway series, and he, uh, I hadn't read book four or five, and he wanted me to review book six, because I have a... So he needed to catch up a little bit. So, in, like, four <laughs> days, I busted out four and five, and then he sent me the manuscript for six, <laughs> and, uh, I read it and then wrote a review for that. That's supposed to come out, I think, in August. That's awesome. Like, late August. But it got me back into reading. So I... Uh, I picked up an old favorite of mine. It's called The Lock by Steve Alton, mm-hmm. uh, who also wrote the, the Meg, Meg series. Yeah, I yeah. was going to say, I know that name. Yeah, yeah I know that name. And yeah, so, the uh, which the books are different than the movies. <laughs> very <laughs> different. I, yeah, I've, always, <laughs> I've been a big fan of Steve Alton since I was a kid. Okay, and I, cool. the Lock, I used to read The Lock every year, and that mm-hmm. kind of fell off about six or seven years ago. And so I was like, I need to start doing that again.
0: Sweet. So, yeah, very cool. I love it. Um, I didn't read, but I did watch uh, another movie, uh, Nimona, which is a uh. kind of a kid's family movie over on Netflix. Um, I liked it a lot. I don't know, uh, how much to say, like in terms of, this is going to be kind of a little quick review, I guess. Uh, it's about a knight who's kind of a, was an orphan. Uh, there's very much this idea of like the knights have all come from these like royal bloodlines, and here's this one who was the queen like kind of picked out and gave the opportunity um, and so that knight is then a- accused of um, attempting or or actually killing the queen and like what? Wow. Um, but then has to go on the run and makes friends with this shape-shifting individual named Nimona. Uh, she's uh, it first appears to be a young girl, mm-hmm. um, but you learn a lot more about who she is and where she came from as the movie goes on. I love the use of color in this mo- movie um, and the how it makes, like, it feels very much like kind of an authorian legend, swords and shields and knights, but it's, like, also got flying cars and technology oh, cool. and it blends those things really, really well. Nice. Um, definitely, uh, it has a message, um, about inclusion and acceptance of who people are. And, uh, it's, you know, maybe not safe to make assumptions yeah. about, about people. Um, you know, I think it did a really good job and I give it a fanboy worthy.
1: Didn't Netflix recently do a movie What? Like- the the sea drag sea sea monster sea beast sea beast sea beast isn't that kind of the same is it kind of oh, the same vibe as that
0: um similar but sea beast is it feels a little more period esque and sure. very okay. like it's more of a pirate thing and yeah. but it kind of has a similar vibe sure yeah I guess I I could see how one one would put those two in kind of the same camp yeah okay yeah <laughs> so thumbs up for me i like that one a lot simona where was it at netflix okay um but other than that i really didn't do anything else so we just have one fan box question this week it's for trevor oh crap is that one specifically (laughs) from brandon lewis over on twitter if you can figure out what that question means what are his seven favorite film genres sorted by ideal runtime (laughs) I <laughs> I don't expect you to actually answer this. Okay, because
1: I've, honestly, I saw it this morning, and I was like, I don't, no, how do you even ask, like, what does this question even mean? <laughs> I love it. But Brandon is also in a uh, premiere of Dead Reckoning right now. Oh, nice. He got an early access ticket, so that's where he's at right now. Very cool. Yeah. Good old Baroque and Roller.
0: Yeah. Good yep. for him. Oh, yeah, is Bar- yeah, Baroque pops in on the chat every once in a while. I had, didn't put those two things together, but... Yeah. Absolutely. Figure so, it out. I'm old and senile and I can't figure these things out. Dude, I had
2: my first like turning into a dad moment yesterday where I fell asleep on my couch, like sitting up. I I'm so like, proud of you. <laughs> and I fell over and I stayed asleep. Welcome to becoming an and old then my man. My daughter walked up and like was, like was trying to wake me up and <laughs> smack me in the face and I was like,
3: <laughs> oh,
2: oh. and then I went and laid in my bed. Nice. <laughs> yeah.
1: You but know, Brett. Now with me on this episode, mm-hmm. the old guys actually
0: outnumber the young guys.
2: This is true. Mm. This is
0: true. All right. So, in good company, uh, we do have one <laughs> one other quick question over in the chat. Thank you, Game Lord Master, for sending that in. I just want to know if you could only watch one of the Barbenheimer movies, which would you choose? Oh boy!
1: Woo! Can we do the double screening thing? Does yeah. that count?
2: <laughs> That's actually a hard question to answer for me. I can I can explain why. No, no, yeah, go for it. I'm curious. So, if it's just me, right, I'm choosing Oppenheimer. hmm mm-hmm. But Dana actually wants to go to the movies to see Barbie. And Dana for me, notoriously
0: hates movies, right? Like she doesn't she's, hate no, movies. No, no, the worst thing but about she, <laughs> she basically considers it like an abomination against the Lord. But she's and, super... <laughs> no,
2: no. She's super pregnant. So like going to the movies does not appeal to her right now. But Barbie is one that she wants to go out and see. Yeah. And so like if I had to choose like, hey, you can only do one of these and I want to see Barbie, I would choose Barbie because I'd get to go to the movies with my wife. And that's always fun. uh That makes sense. So, But if it's just me, Oppenheimer. (laughs) I want to see that nuke go off in IMAX, baby. Oh, man. (laughs) On that 11 mile. Yeah. Real. Real, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, film. Heck yeah.
1: I think it's also Oppenheimer. I, I like, like, just because I'm a Christopher Nolan fan, yeah. and I've seen almost his whole filmography, and I have trouble remembering what Greta Gerwig has directed. So <laughs> Lady Bird? I think that... Lady, uh, Lady Bird. Yeah. And Little Women. <laughs> and so I think that I owe it to Christopher Nolan to go see yeah. Oppenheimer. Yeah, you know, Favorite Nolan movie. Favorite Nolan? It's a hot take. Oh! I think it's Tenet. Okay. Yeah. I like it. I, I'm a big I'm a big Batman fan, and I, I love what he's done with that character. Oh, mine's not a
2: Batman movie, so. Huh? Mine's not a Batman movie. Mine's the oh, pres- no, I'm saying like me personally. Oh, like,
1: yeah. I, I should be picking a Batman movie, but mm-hmm. I, I do think it's Tenet. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. Mine's The Prestige, so. Fabulous. He has, yeah. so, he has so many good movies. <laughs> he does. He's. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think The Prestige
0: is phenomenal
1: it is phenomenal it's, <laughs> it's very a very good, movie. good yeah. Yeah. it is
0: it is i uh, i'll th- i'll throw interstellar out there for Ooh, me i always forget interstellar <laughs> <laughs> ah, that would be so good that docking sequence alone
2: is like top 10 film moments my heart's racing thinking about it right now <laughs> <gasps> dude that's so tough i'll stick with the prestige interstellar's hard to beat too though
0: did you say, did you pick your uh, Barbie I haven't yet, yeah. I haven't yet, but you know what? I'm going to
2: do the... Uh... The contrarian thing and say Barbie. No, no, no. I was going <laughs> to say, like,
0: the three white guys are going to all say Opp- <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> what yeah. do you know? <laughs> Big surprise. But for a similar reason, I I think I've just had such a good experience with Nolan movies yeah. that mm-hmm. at this point, like, it's hard to... It'll be hard for me to choose any other director. Other Like, if you're asked me to choose between Nolan and almost anyone else... You're going to choose Nolan, Nolan. yeah. 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 Um, That's nothing against Gerwig. Nolan and and McQuarrie. And,
2: and, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That makes it a little bit harder. Yeah,
0: agreed. Uh, That one? No, I think I would still probably choose Nolan. I probably would too.
2: Catalog's bigger. Yeah. yeah, better track record. Yeah, as a whole. although
0: you know, Dead Reckoning bar One it might be just another <laughs> notch on the like. Ooh, McQuarrie!
1: I don't know. I'm I'm seeing a lot of four and a half and five stars. I need, him to, yeah. I need Tomatoes, him to make dude. something yeah, that's eight
0: point one average on. I need him to make something that's that's not Mission Impossible though. Like, you know what he should make? I want to see. I know we always
2: give crap to people who pick. You know, make them do a superhero thing. <laughs> he should have done. How Green, dare you? Green Lantern? Oh yeah, man. and like make it
0: primarily in like space. the aircraft stuff yeah, and in yes space.
2: uh-huh yep let's do it <sighs>
0: that could be good who
1: would the great which green so lights would it be
2: oh well, if you're gonna do the have to aircraft stuff you'll do hal yeah, yeah. and then john stewart just, could be good too i hope I'll they do john, john stewart. stewart yeah they'll do john stewart they're doing john and hal in the tv show they're doing so. Oh, good i don't know which one will carry on one of them will die I'll i sure. do want to say <laughs> along here because i feel like i would be remiss if i didn't I
1: appreciate the uh, staying away from the Snyder slander because I, if it came up, I would have had to leave. Oh, that been <laughs> oh yeah, 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 really embarrassing.
2: Luckily, Luke's not here. <laughs> <laughs> you guys would have gotten in a fist fight. I go, I go pretty hard on Snyder sometimes too, but I do want to raise the question. Can we end the show with this? Like, sure. we're not going to answer it. We're just oh. going to say it and then bail.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm ready. Can Let's, we do this? Yeah, I, why not?
2: Okay. Am Tune I, am, in
0: next week to hear our rant. Actually, no. I, can I promise that? So I,
2: I just want to raise something to think about. Sure. I don't know. We should have talked about this in the news, too. So the, the Netflix, Netflix is promoting The Witcher Season 3 uh, with little taglines that say, Yes, he's still Geralt in Season 3 of The Witcher. Yeah, right? Right. Talking about Henry Cavill. This is now the second time this has happened with him now with The Witcher. But first it was Superman. Mm-hmm. And the Superman thing, he put the the suit in the closet, as he said, because he didn't agree to do a cameo because he didn't want that to be his last film appearance, was the rumor. There's all these things, right? How ironic. This has now happened twice. Mm -hmm. Who's the common factor in all this? Oh, no. That's it. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Thank you for
0: tuning in this week to this episode. Watching here on Twitch, commenting. I appreciate y'all. Um, if you're watching on YouTube or listening to the podcast, thank you guys. Uh, write in a fan box question about, um, you know, who's the common denominator <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> <Henry Cavill. laughs> to answer it next week. Yeah. Let us know what you think of the, is the Henry Cavill, uh, cult a the thing, uh, until then we'll see you.